Before we dive into this week's episode, I have to tell you about my new obsession, which is booze-free cocktails by Curious Elixirs. So after my family Euro trip to Germany and France, there was a lot of champagne and beer ingested, and I knew I had to make a change. I came back feeling so slow, lethargic, not motivated, and that was just not exactly how I wanted to start feeling in 2022. And I started taking inventory of what was the culprit. It was 100% alcohol. I immediately started looking into booze-free cocktails because I still wanted the taste and feel, and voila, Curious Elixirs popped up. Curious Elixirs are booze-free craft cocktails infused with adaptogens to help you unwind. Okay, incredible. Whether you're sober or sober curious, toasting your team or sipping solo, Curious Elixirs is on a mission to create the world's most sophisticated cocktails without the alcohol. Inspired by classics like the Aperol Spritz, the Spicy Margarita, and the Negroni, every Curious Elixir is handcrafted with organic ingredients and no refined sugar. Their ingredients include adaptogens and plants that benefit your body, helping you relax and de-stress without the hangover. They offer one-time orders as well as subscribers-only Curious Cocktail Club to ensure your fridge stays stocked. You can order Curious Elixirs online and have it shipped directly to your door at CuriousElixirs.com. I've been trying them for the past few weeks, and it is insane how much it truly tastes like a booze-free craft cocktail. My favorite is number three, which tastes like a cucumber Collins. I drink it at night, and it does feel like I'm unwinding and de-stressing, which is incredible. And then I can wake up without the hangover and actually be a productive member of society. So again, head to the link in my show notes to check them out or go to CuriousElixirs.com to try some today. Your dreams can be your reality. You all, time isn't real. Okay, that is fucking crazy. Spirituality, manifestation, travel, money, entrepreneurship. Welcome to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I am reporting live from Austin right now, and if I sound a little sniffly, it's because of traveling. You know how you wake up really early, and then you get on a plane, and then you've just been lugging your shit around all day, and you're just tired. That's what's going on right now, and I know I need to rest, but I also need to record this podcast. I don't need to, but I want to because I have a hot message coming in today. I've talked about this before on my Instagram. I've talked about it in my email. I may have even talked about it on this podcast, but it's exploring the question of, is Instagram making you boring? And we are going to get into it today because I, this all got started because this week I was just feeling like the message I was putting out there for a mic drop wasn't exactly being articulated the way I want. And I feel like I was just talking about mic drop, like here's how to start a podcast and here's what to do and here's how it's fun. And those are all amazing things. And I'm glad that I put certain content out there. But I also was like, there's a deeper reason why I started a podcast four years ago and have stuck with it ever since. This podcast is such a commitment for me. Every week that I work on it, not only am I spending time recording, I'm spending time editing, I'm brainstorming, I'm promoting it, I'm writing emails for it, I'm reaching out to guests, I'm doing so much stuff. My whole point is, I was like, this is a lot of work. You know what I mean? This isn't something that is just like a fun little hobby. So why have I been doing it for four years? 
And I feel like that wasn't being clearly communicated in my content on Instagram. And I feel like partially that's because I don't have enough space or time to communicate it on Instagram because of the time limits and the video limits and the character limits. Every other limit you can think of is that's why I just like not I don't like posting on Instagram. But I was also like, I know that this can be communicated in a different way. Oh, yeah, my freaking podcast. Let me go on my podcast and just talk about what I'm feeling and thinking. And I think it will resonate a bit more. So this also got prompted from doing a brainstorm session this week with one of my friends who I am in a membership with. And we were doing this whole exercise around what is our business's mission? What is our business's value proposition? What's the big vision? And I was like, you know what? I was so scrappy and just trying to get my business up and running in the beginning. I always had an idea of what those things were, but I never actually sat down to nail out that vision or to really think about what the mission is and really get clear on my value proposition. Also, if you're new around here, I started out my whole solo journey as a mindset and manifestation coach. So I wasn't even talking about podcasting or doing podcast coaching. It was all focused on mindset manifestation. I still do a little bit of that. I'll run workshops here and there. You can find workshops and courses on my website. And I still have a few clients I work with. But there was a big wave of energy one day that hit me that was like, you know podcasting, Chelsea, like the back of your hand. I know so much about podcasting from being in this space, from my corporate background, working in influencer and content marketing, from my education in digital media and storytelling. And it was just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you not teaching people about this skill that has brought you so much opportunity? While I was doing this exercise with this girl, we were talking about the hero's journey. And the hero's journey is basically a storytelling concept that a lot of us have probably read or seen or watched a brand go through where there is someone that's going on a journey and then, you know, they battle the bad guy and they go through a transformation and become the hero. So we were working on this brand story and it got to the point where it's like, who's the bad guy? Who's the villain? And I'm like, I don't really know who's the villain in my podcast coaching. Like I don't consider anybody specifically like an influencer or a person or a coach as a competitor. And I was like, but I know there's a villain because there's a villain in every hero's journey. And I was like, you know who the villain is? It's Instagram. And it clicked so clearly for me. I all of a sudden started brain dumping onto a document. I actually couldn't even like contain it within a document. I was writing all over this legal notepad and I'm like, I need something bigger. I need a fucking poster board. So if you went and saw my Instagram this week and you saw my poster board a post, that was from the session this week where I was like, holy shit, this is clicking. Oh my God, the villain is Instagram and social media. I'm saying Instagram specifically because I know personally, we, in my group of friends, in my circle, in my clients and what we talk about, there's this feeling that Instagram is just a necessary evil. It's like, well, it's out there. It consumes all of us. It's really taking up so much of our attention that it, it feels weird to get off. And I know there because I've been there. If you follow my newsletter, which if you don't, DM me and I'll add you to it or go to my website and you can add yourself. But this past winter, my family went on a vacation and I very vividly remember thinking, I do not want to go on this vacation 
and only be thinking about where to take pictures and what outfit to wear that would look cutest in pictures and what video angle could I get the best? Because I've done that before. I think we've all done that. We've all been on vacation and you look at the spot and you're already thinking about Instagram pictures. So I was like, you know what? I am in a fortunate enough position because this is a privileged position to be able to say, I don't need to use Instagram at this exact moment because of the way I set up my business where I was like, I'm going to take a break. I need to prove to myself that I do not need Instagram to have clients, to make an impact, to be entertained. There's nothing that I'm going to miss out on. So let me just delete it for this trip. Deleted it the whole trip. I'm surprised I even made it that whole trip. I remember day two being like, oh my God, I'm probably missing out on everything. There's probably all this new you know, stuff coming out online on Instagram that I'm missing and I'm probably missing all these people's content and what are they going to think of? I'm not liking it. I mean, I was going down a, a serious mindset spiral and it wasn't until the end of the trip, not even the end of the trip, I would say the middle of the trip where I was like, I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. Like I don't miss trying to turn everything into an Instagram story or trying to turn all this content into something. And I will admit, I was obviously taking photos and pictures the whole time. Hello, we're traveling around France and Germany. Of course, I'm going to do that. But I had to start getting out of the mindset that I'm going to take photos and videos specifically to be posting on Instagram and specifically to do this with the content. And I needed to prove to myself that my business would not just burn in flames if I got off Instagram, because that was my fear. I think that's truly a lot of our fears is that if we get off Instagram, we will lose relevancy. We will lose credibility. We will lose visibility. We're going to lose our clients. Who's going to find us? How are we going to even, you know, sustain our business? That's at least what I thought. So I will say after that 10 days, I did not lose clients. Nothing happened. My podcast is still running. My email is still running. If anything, they're growing. I'm still in a position where I, I, I got back on Instagram, by the way, after this break, but it just reframed my relationship to it where I was like, I don't need this. When I got back on, I was like, oh, everyone's doing the same shit. Everyone's traveling. Everyone's posting about their program. Everyone's sharing their dog. Everyone's sharing their food. Everyone's sharing their, you know, uh, inspirational quotes. Everyone's sharing what books they're reading. Like, it's all the same stuff. I don't know why we think when we go on, we're going to see something like so incredibly unique and new every day. But I think that's the fear. I think we think, well, I don't know, maybe there is going to be something crazy new that happens and I'm going to miss out. And if I miss out, I'm not going to be in on, you know, whatever's going on. And if I'm not in, then I'm not relevant. So I feel like I'm going in a crazy tangent here, but this is why I have a podcast. So I can go on tangents. I can't do this on Instagram. But what I'm saying is that whole little experiment brought me to the point of like, I can run a business without Instagram. Now, I will be clear. I'm still on Instagram, like I said, and I'm on there for very specific reasons. A, people can DM me there. It's really easy to talk to clients, potential clients and friends on Instagram. I'm actually in Austin right now meeting with two listeners of the podcast because of Instagram. So I'm not shitting on the fact that Instagram has incredible features, but I needed to, again, this all goes back to, I needed to prove to myself that my business wasn't just going to like turn into a zero income business and no one was going to know about me anymore. And I was going to just like, again, lose all this credibility and relevance and whatever the hell else I thought about Instagram. So I know I'm bringing it back to the exercise I did this week around the mission statement and the value prop and the vision. 
as we were going through this in the hero's journey, I was like, wow, the villain is Instagram because it makes us think we have to be on it and we don't want to be on it, but then we're all on it. (laughs) So I'm like, that's like quite the villain. You know what I mean? It's, it's actually quite interesting when you look at the way that Instagram works and how it's designed to keep you addicted with dopamine hits, getting notifications, getting alerts. I mean, if you guys notice these small updates, they're all to keep you engaged. Now, I don't know if you guys notice this when you tag someone in your Instagram, like on your feed, it will alert them in a DM. That's not random. That, that also wasn't for like ease and flow. It was to alert you to get a dopamine hit so that you stay on because we love that dopamine hit of who's thinking about me, who tagged me, who liked this post, who commented. That's why this app is so incredibly addicting. And when we were going through the whole hero's journey and we were talking about Instagram being the villain, I was like, well, you know, what about like, you know, what about other social media platforms? And I'm like, I guess you could say they're the villain too, but I feel like my generation and the people I talk to were just addicted to Instagram and we're, we're addicted. And it's so funny because we're also like dying to get off it, but we don't, we won't get off of it. And that's what I find so interesting. That's why I'm like, it's, it is the villain in my hero's journey because it's keeping us in this cycle of thinking we always have to be on it. And then I started thinking back to my business and I'm like, there was a very clear point in time with my business. By the way, I've had my business since May, 2020. And like I said, started out totally different. Even before mindset manifestation coaching, I was teaching private yoga and I was going to do a yoga course. And then I just pivoted to do mindset manifestation. And now I'm pivoting again and really leaning into podcast coaching. But there was a very specific moment where I was like, I'm bored. Like I'm bored of myself. I'm bored of what I'm posting. I feel like I constantly have to be a source of inspiration. I actually talked about this on a recent podcast where as a mindset coach, I was like, I constantly have to be putting content out there as if I'm always living an inspirational life. And that is the problem, in my opinion, with Instagram. We all are so scared to open up and just share what's really going on behind the scenes or not even behind the scenes. I'm not even talking about sharing your deepest, darkest, most vulnerable secrets that you talk about in therapy. I'm talking about just who we are as humans. Like, what did you do on the weekend? Who did you text? What mistakes did you make? Like, we don't talk about that on Instagram. And I'll admit, I don't talk about it that much either. That's why I have a podcast and an email list because I feel much safer and comfortable talking about it there because I have control over who's seeing it because I know who opted in. Or Instagram, it's like anybody can come on and see it. And I don't, I don't know why, that just doesn't feel safe to me. That's why I was like, oh, th- it, this is all starting to click. My mission is to help you realize that you can run a successful business and make an incredible impact and make really deep and meaningful connections off this platform. I don't know why it came. It became so crystal clear to me that I'm like, this is why I love doing my podcast every week. It goes back to what I was saying earlier in this episode. My podcast, I dedicate three to five hours a week and I pay for a lot of different things, a, a host, a an editor, the graphic design, the um, audiograms, the microphone I paid for, the software I'm using right now to record. And I'm like, well, why do I do it for basically free every week? It it wasn't until recently where I've gotten sponsors. And I, I would say that monetizing also happens through services, but that's a whole other podcast. So I'm like, well, why do I do this every week? And why don't I have a problem with podcasting? And I'm like, oh, because my podcast, I can actually talk about who I am. 
You guys hear me talk about my dating escapades and my travels and what's going on behind the scenes of my business. There's more humanity in my podcast. I know this is like very much in a, uh, there's no structure to this episode. So what I did was actually pull up a post from my Instagram that I did probably three months ago. This like very much clearly communicated how I'm feeling right now. So I'm just going to read it. I feel like this will help (laughs) bring this message together. So it says, PSA, Instagram and starting my business made me boring. Wait, what? You may be thinking. When I started using Instagram as a business tool and not just to upload brunch snaps and thirst traps, I became hyper aware of the content I was putting out. I started my business as a mindset manifestation coach. So legitimately, every post was an inspirational message, a hot tip or a breakthrough story. And you're probably wondering, okay, what's wrong with that? Well, it left no room for my humanity. I'm not just a coach, and I don't live in a black and white world. So sharing cute selfies or even admitting, hey, I'm straight up just not having a good day felt forbidden. A coach teaching about leveling up, but then sharing things that were definitely not leveling up felt like a lie. But the true lie was happening within myself. I wasn't being the real me. I was exclusively sharing my professional photo shoot content, and if I couldn't find a high-quality high photo to share, it wasn't going to go on the gram. One day, my ex actually pointed out to me that he thought who I was online and in person didn't really match. Oof. Because in person, he said, I'm goofy and silly as hell. I love to shake my ass on a night out. I don't mind a few drinks on the weekend, and I am extremely animated and excited when I tell stories. That's not what you were seeing on Instagram. Instagram, you were getting Coach Barbie with a perfect life and a perfect lessons and photos and curated messages and planning and blah, blah, blah. God, it was so suffocating to try and keep up with that image. It wasn't until I started working with my coach, Rachel Turner, who really gave me validation that it's okay to show all sides of me. So in the last six months, I've experimented with creating content on the fly, showing parts of me that have zero to do with business and totally threw out a curated feed from out of the window. And you know what happened? I've attracted dream clients. I'm having way more fun on social media. I secured my first podcast sponsor and I made new friends. Being more me is more emotionally, mentally, and financially fulfilling. So yeah, developing the courage to be more you on and offline is hard because we've been trained to think if we show any shred of realness, of humanity, of our true selves on Instagram, it could be attacked or people won't look at us, look at us as being professional or we're going to lose our credibility. And by the way, this obviously does depend on what industry you're in, right? Like if you're a lawyer and your lawyer, your law firm looks at your Instagram and you know, you're shaking your ass on a table on a night out. Well, yeah, that's a bit different than me who runs my own business and I'm attracting millennial women who I'm assuming don't care if I go out and drink and shake my ass on a night out. And if you do care, then I'm probably not the coach for you. So that's all to say, this is where podcasting came in. I'm like, as I'm, as I'm talking to you right now, you can probably feel in my inflection and my energy and my tone in the stuff I'm sharing with you. I don't really talk about this on Instagram. And so I'm like, wow, imagine a world where people could truly share themselves, what they did on the weekend. Again, like when I'm talking about sharing hum- your humanity, cause I know it's kind of vague. It's like, yeah, what are you doing between your days? Like you're not just on client calls all day. You're not working all day. You're not reading inspirational quotes all day. So like, what are you doing? Like, are you snuggling with your dog? Are you binge watching euphoria? Are you, you know, whatever, like texting a new crush? Like 
those are things that I find interesting about people. And it made me realize too, oh my God, everyone I've invested in from a podcast is because they open up. They're more vulnerable. I can hear their stories. I can hear their inside jokes with them and their partner. I can, you know what I mean? Like, you know how you listen to podcast hosts and you like know certain things about them that you're like, how do I know it about them? Oh, they always talk about it on a podcast. I'm like, yes, because they feel safer too. Right now I feel safe even opening up and exploring this conversation because you know what I'm doing? I'm in my bed. Well, my sister's bed because I'm in Austin (laughs) in the comfort of a little beautiful bedroom talking basically to myself. And when it goes out in the airwaves, I know whoever is opting into listening to this podcast is going to hear it, meaning you chose to invest in listening to this. It's not an algorithm that's just throwing it out there and it's on public display. Of course, yes, you don't have to follow this podcast to listen to it. But the people that are genuinely going to listen to it that are invested are people that opted in. I was like, wow, when we were doing the mission statement thing and the vision, we were getting caught up in the exercise. Like, well, you know, what what exactly is the vision? Like, you know, I want to help people launch podcasts for self-expression. I'm like, well, that's not that's not matching how I'm feeling inside, even though that's true, which is not the feeling. And I'm like, what is it like what? And then we started brainstorming, like, what does it even mean to have a big vision? And I'm like, I feel like it means if you were to create your own world and you're like, this is what I imagine it to feel like, and this is what people would be doing. And this is how people would act. And this is what, what I wish for people to feel. That's what I feel like your vision is. So we were mapping this out and I'm like, okay, so if my vision is for everyone to launch a podcast, why? I don't want everyone to just have a podcast to say they have a podcast. It's bigger than that. And I was like, you know why? Because everyone would truly start feeling like themselves. They wouldn't feel scared to be shadow banned or limited by character count or, you know, stalking their stories to see who looked at it and how many people looked at it from yesterday to today and blah, blah, blah. No, people would just be recording, sharing their true selves, their true stories. And can you imagine a world where that's what you were hearing and you weren't logging on Instagram, getting bombarded with a bunch of content that is 99% curated. Like that's a world I want to live in. And that's what got me so fired up to start literally going mad scientists on this poster board was like, that's the world I want to live in. I don't want to wake up every day being like, okay, what soundtrack do I have to use for my reel and point up fucking bubbles and learn to dance and whatever, then optimize it with this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, no, (laughs) it's just like, that's not the world I want to live in. And I was talking to someone today, I was talking to a friend and we were just catching up about business. We started our businesses around the same time. And she was like, I just feel like I'm constantly producing content. And it's like, like I'm speaking to an echo chamber, like nothing's happening. And I'm like, you know, what's interesting is I feel the same way with my course launch right now where I'm like, I feel like I'm putting out really good content and I feel like I have really good ideas, but I'm really holding back from like going all in on Instagram because I have great ideas to share with you guys. I could tell you all about interview tips and storytelling tips and what softwares you need. I could make all of that into reels. Like I'm not an idiot. I know what goes into content strategy. Like I said, that was my job for six years was working with brands on content strategy. And I just don't feel that pull because I'm like, that's not really me. Yes, you're going to get my personality in my reels. Yes, you're going to learn something. But I'm like, I don't know. I feel like you're getting 10% of me on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't want people to get 10% of me. And I don't want 10% of people. I don't want to see 10% of you. Also, 10% is coming into my mind because you know your organic following who actually sees your content is only about 10% of your following. 
let's like stop for a second and do a quick Instagram 101 because this was also my job was working in influencer and content marketing. So I, I had to know everything about all the platforms to talk to brands. We're going to do a quick lesson. Your Instagram following if you have, let's say, a thousand followers, a thousand people obviously do not see your content. I think we all know that, right? Or else we'd get a thousand likes every post. About 10% of your following sees your content. Now, this depends because the way the algorithm works is content goes live. And depending on how many people interact with it in that moment and probably like the next few hours, it's going to push your content up in the feed and get more engagement. So that's why you do have some posts that probably have like three times the likes as other ones, because in the very beginning when you posted it, a lot of people were interacting with it, engaging, commenting, sharing, saving. The more people do that, Instagram triggers the idea, oh, people like this content, we need more people to see it. So that's how the algorithm works if you're unfamiliar. And that's why it's frustrating because you're like, I don't know if a bunch of people are going to like this in the beginning, and then I'm going to sit there and wait and then I'm going to go beat myself up because my last post got 500 likes and this one got 100 and then one of them got 12. And that's the spiral we all go down. And it's like, yeah, that's how the algorithm works. You're never going to beat the algorithm, so to speak. Here's what you can do, though. You can reframe your relationship to it and be like, I'm going to use Instagram in a different way. I'm not going to use it to be my main priority. I'm not going to wake up and think how many reels do I have to do to get this many signups? How many posts and Instagram carousels do I have to do to sign a one-on-one -on -one client? I would go, if you're, this is for people that are just like not loving Instagram right now. I would try to make Instagram your third priority platform and hear me out. Cause I know some people would probably just clutch their pearls and they're going to be like, oh, but Instagram is my main platform. Use your podcasts. If you don't have one, you can start one. We're, we're starting mic drop in a few weeks on February 21st. Use your podcast or your email list. And if you don't have an email list, I would definitely recommend starting one. Take that content and repurpose it for Instagram. So instead of going on Instagram and thinking, oh my gosh, what do I have to create today? I have to totally reinvent the wheel. No, no, no. Take whatever you're talking about on the podcast or your email again and literally copy and paste or format it for Instagram. So here's an example. Me going on this tangent right now, which by the way, I am allowed to do because I have a podcast and I can talk about whatever I want and I have creative control and I'm the executive producer of this. I can take this and be like, well, what was the main message? Okay, um, start a podcast so that you have more room for your humanity, more space to talk, more time to actually be yourself. Okay, that's probably the message. I can now take that and turn that into an email and expand on that too, right? Because there's no character count with email. You can write a very long email and just break it up into how you want it to look. And then I could take that and be like, okay, let me maybe copy and paste some snippets from the email into a graphic for Instagram. Or let me make a reel about maybe the five points that I just did from today's podcast. So do you see what I mean? I'm not, I know right now it sounds like I'm saying like deactivate your Instagram and go start a podcast, which is to be honest, how I was feeling probably three days ago. <laughs> But I was like, okay, let's take a deep breath. Like you've made really amazing connections on Instagram. You can connect with people. There's still amazing features to it. But I am not going to put all my eggs in the Instagram basket. I'm not putting all my eggs in any social media basket. All the evidence I have from where my clients come from, where my courses come from, how I make friends is through my podcast. I signed a new client this week. She found me from being on someone else's podcast. You know how I got on that person's podcast? Because I have a podcast, so we did a swap. My mic drop course, most people at one point listened to my podcast. My very first course launch, I've talked about this, sold 20 spots 
because I had a podcast. Okay. I, that had nothing to do with Instagram marketing, maybe 10% cause I was doing a lot of stories, but everybody that signed up was a listener of my podcast. And they said, I've been listening to your podcast for years. I'm so excited about this course. So it's interesting. I have all this evidence that Instagram is not the way that I get my clients. It's not the way I make my main impact. And it's definitely not the way I connect with people. I use it again as almost a text line or a, an email inbox because that's people listen to my podcast. And then usually the next step is, Oh, I want to talk to her. So they'll DM me. And I'm like, okay, that's amazing because now I can talk to you, right? You don't need to get my telephone number and email. Sometimes, you know, the email inbox can get a little, uh, a little inflated. So it's like, yeah, let me just hit her up on Instagram. And I'm like, Oh, that's why I'm going to use it just to keep a, an access line open so that we can connect. And that's why I'm now in Austin being able to actually meet with two incredible people from my podcast. I mean, holy shit, like that's crazy. I don't know that I've ever really communicated that about podcasting. It's not just about the money and selling out your courses and, you know, having a lot of downloads. Like, again, if you're chasing it for that reason, you're now getting in the Instagram mindset of like followers, likes, metrics, verified, blue check mark. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> take a break. Let's take a breath. And remember, podcasting A is a long game. B, it's a chance to show your personality. C, I just almost went to D. I'm like, wow, the alphabet is not ABD. <laughs> C, the connections you can make from talking, literally just sitting and talking in your bed. I, I can't even explain it. And this is why I know you're like, is Chelsea high? Like, what is she even talking about right now? This is why I wanted to do this podcast because I'm like, I don't feel like I've done a good job of explaining how impactful and incredible starting a podcast has been for me. When I went through a breakup in July by myself in Germany, okay, I was in the middle of a lockdown slash pandemic, breaking up with someone that I was with for a year, I was not well. And I went to travel to take my mind off of things because that's what I do to heal. And you know how I found people? and what people were giving me recommendations for and what to go see through the podcast. I went to Manchester. I had this girl show me around the whole city who listens to my podcast. I would say, hey, I'm in blah, blah, blah. And I would get a bunch of recommendations and people would say, oh my gosh, I, I heard about your whole thing on the podcast. I'm here. I want to help you. And they listen to my podcast. I'm like just thinking of so many times where I'm like, it's actually funny that I don't know that I've even realized how many connections I made through my podcast because I've had it for so long now. It's almost like I'm not clocking it as much, but I'm like, even mentors, I've interviewed people and I'm like, holy shit, I need to work with this this person because of my podcast. And I'm like, oh my God, my life has actually changed for my podcast. Yeah. I, I just feel like you need to know that because it could change for you too. I I need to make this clear too. I, you know, I, got, I love transparency. I can't even speak because I'm so excited. Transparency and context. I don't come from LA or New York or like a, a, a cool circle of people where like all my friends were influencers and on the scene and entrepreneurs. So it's not like I have like clout or a clout community to tap into to like help me grow or get clients. I don't come, I don't even come from a town that is like full of creative people. I literally, if you listen to my podcast about two weeks ago, you'll know I'm like actually hating being home because it's not conducive to like being a creative person. And so it's not like I'm um, being hyped up by the people in my town around this podcast. I don't come from a wealthy family that is like 
fully uh, supporting the podcast or by the way, that sounds like they're not supporting the podcast. What I mean is they're not like funding the podcast. I have built this podcast just from talking into a microphone. If you want to go back and look at the content I was talking about, I would actually encourage you to do that. Go stop and look at what I was talking about in the beginning of my podcast. I was interviewing my chiropractor. I was interviewing a girl that did colonics. I was interviewing just people around in Chicago that I found interesting. There was no rhyme or reason. I just wanted to storytell and help other people share their voices and stories. And that's how I started it out. And that is why I've kept going for four years. Despite it every week being a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of resources, that is why I keep coming back every week. It doesn't even feel like work anymore. It feels like a place to express myself. And that's why I'm like, I need to jump on the mic and and share this because you're not going to get this on Instagram. You're not going to hear this on an Instagram live. You're not going to hear me. I'm not even going to turn this into like an Instagram carousel, even though, yeah, that would be smart. I'm not doing that because I'm like, that to me is not how I don't feel like my energy and my message is best served on Instagram. So you're probably like, well, what the fuck is she going to delete Instagram? No, I just told you, I think it's great for DMing for sharing. I don't think it's like the actual devil, but I am not using it in the way that I was probably using it six months ago, or even a year ago where I was like, oh my God, everything has to be on Instagram, every post, every thought, every story, any, every moment has to be on Instagram. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. You're going to see me posting less and see me posting more podcast content, more emails, more writing. And those are where my gifts are. And I know you have gifts too. And you're feeling, I'm guessing a little bit limited by what Instagram has to offer because they do have limits, right? This isn't, I'm not making that up. There's video time limits. There's character count limits. There's people that get shadow banned because of what they talk about. That's why a lot of people that work in the sexual industry, the sex work industry, excuse me, or in any type of like sacred sexuality or any, um, any type of work like that don't feel safe on Instagram, start a podcast, start a podcast. You have creative control. There's no podcast police monitoring your content. And I know you're probably like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm scared because Joe Rogan guys. Joe Rogan has like 40 bajillion listeners. He has literally 1400 podcast episodes. He is one of the highest paid podcasters in the world. If I actually think he's the highest, let's like come back to reality for a second. Joe is on a, in a spotlight because of his position and status. You starting a podcast for the sake of storytelling and sharing your work and sharing your message that's not going to happen to you. Okay. I I need everyone to like really get real with themselves. I am putting on my tough love hat for a second. Your first episode, you're not going to be a, a Spotify exclusive $100 million deal person, right? You're going to be starting out and guess what? Your first episode, probably not going to be your best episode. My first episode was definitely not my best episode. My first 20 episodes were probably not my best. Even now I don't think I'm doing my best. Hello. I've been like rambling for fucking 30 minutes. So my whole point, you're like, wait, what is she saying? (laughs) I feel like I'm not making sense sometimes. So I hope this is clear. My point is you need to start a podcast so that you can actually share what you want to share. You want to share about your life. You want to stop feeling like you have to wear a mask and that you're one person on Instagram and then you're a different person at home. You don't need to turn everything into an inspirational story or life lesson or wrap wrap up every single thing that you do with a bow, which is what we see on Instagram. It's very curated and it's meant to be that way, right? It was started that way. It was 
hey, here's a platform where we want to share photos and memories and pictures. And then that turned into like, oh, well, how can I fit my life into a picture or a video? And how can I make my life look as great as possible? Because if I show any other side of me, I'm not going to feel loved. I'm not going to feel accepted. I'm not going to feel secure. I'm not going to feel safe. So I'm going to keep showing the highlights of me because that feels better because again, the dopamine hit of everyone commenting, you're so inspiring. This is so amazing. Thank you for sharing. Why, why wouldn't we want that? Right? It seems counterintuitive to be like, why would I share anything other than that? That's why I started, I started feeling personally, this is unsustainable to be a source of inspiration 24 seven. When I have my own shit going on, I'm still working on my own shit. I still have deep, deep flaws. I have so many insecurities. I have so many sides of myself that I don't like that I wish I could change. And I'm like, but you're not going to really see it on Instagram because that's not the place for me to share it. It doesn't feel safe. I don't like the platform for that reason. Like I'm not going to, it's just like, that's not what the platform was meant for. But I know there's some of you listening being like, well, why don't you just share this on Instagram? It's because I won't be able to explain it the way I'm explaining it now. I'm not going to be able to talk about it for 36 minutes with the level of passion or energy or yeah, excitement that I am as, as I do on a podcast. So I don't know if I'm making any sense. I hope you've, if you've made it this far, thank you. And this was just a message that came to me this week. And I'm actually going to have the girl that I did the brainstorming session with on next week because we were having breakthroughs with each other. That brainstorm session was supposed to be an hour and we talked for four freaking hours because we were going on and on and on about influencer culture, celeb culture, Instagram culture. And we're like, this is why people are holding back because they think they have to be somebody of a high following or a high status to be able to start a podcast. And this is why everyone's desperately trying to like have a real go viral or have their following uptick by 100,000 followers And then it's like, then what? Then you're just going to have to get 200,000 followers. You're just going to want to beat your last reel. And we kept going on and on and on about this. And I'm like, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. I feel like at this point, you understand what I'm saying. Instagram might be making you boring because there's other sides of you that you're not showing. And I feel like a podcast, it is okay to show all these sides of you. It's okay if you want to talk about how you got drunk on the weekend and maybe drunk texted your ex and then you're like, okay, and then I got back to it on Monday and I got back to work. Like that's human. That's real, right? It's so funny that I was talking to my friend, the the brainstorm session friend, her name's Serene. I was like, it's funny because I feel like the vibe of Instagram is like the jig is up. You know what I mean? Like we're we're done. We all know, like we're all secretly suffering. We all secretly hate this platform. We all desperately want to get off, but we are still on it. It's like this secret that no one wants to share that we're like, but we all have the same secret. (laughs) It's just so interesting to me. So yeah, I'm absolutely rambling right now. So I'm going to wrap this up, but just consider your relationship to Instagram. Consider what could happen if you started a podcast. Consider the income, the impact, the connections, the opportunities that could come your way from starting a podcast are unparalleled. I've rarely met someone who started a podcast that has been like, I hate it. The only reason they stop is because they're like, oh my gosh, maybe I can't do a weekly one because of the energy that goes into it. And you don't have to do a weekly one. But I would explore what could you say if you had a podcast? What would you not be scared of to talk about? What type of things would you share if you weren't limited to a specific character count or a video time limit? 
What if you weren't worried about getting shadow banned or someone not liking your post or, you know, someone from your work seeing your content and you're freaking out? What would it be like to just be able to be free and talk about what you want when you want on your podcast? That's a question I would explore this weekend. I know we have gone on quite the journey with this podcast, and I want to thank you so much for listening to my wild ass stream of consciousness about podcasting and Instagram. If you have any thoughts, comments, feedback, questions, ironically enough, connect with me on Instagram at Chelsea Rife or go email me info at chelsearife.com. I'm like always in my emails as well. And if you want to start a podcast and you're ready to see what type of opportunities it can bring you, I invite you inside Mic Drop. We start on February 21st. If you enroll by this Sunday, you're going to get a custom launch plan created by me, as well as a Notion document. If you don't know what Notion is, it's an amazing software. And I made a baller document that has a checklist for what you need to start a podcast, a resources list, video tutorials to walk you through certain steps of the list. I mean, it's actually like one of the most valuable resources I've ever created and it's going to go for sale soon, but you will get it for free if you join us by Sunday, February 13th. Okay. We start February 21st. It's going to be 12 weeks long. The first six weeks is all about learning the content. You're going to watch a few videos every week. We're going to have Q and A calls Friday. And then the second six weeks is implementing and, and actually applying that. So that is something that I realize a lot of courses don't have as an implementation period. And then you're kind of left to float out to see by yourself. I didn't want anybody to feel like that. So the second six weeks, we're getting into how to make everything that you just learned into reality. There's going to be biweekly office hours. There's a chance for you to book discounted calls with me. There's a Slack hub community so you can connect with every other podcaster that's going through the same thing. There's a lot of support. There's a lot of support in Mic Drop. There's a lot of opportunity to implement what you're learning. There's a lot of Q&A time with me. I mean, in total, there's going to be nine Q&A calls. So that's nine hours that you get to just pick my brain, ask me questions, get feedback, brainstorm. It is really one of my favorite things I've ever created. And I hope if you're ready to start a podcast that you'll join us. So I will leave the link in the show notes. I am so fucking excited about this round. Oh, as you can see, I'm fired up. So I will not drag this on any longer. You know where to find me. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you all next week. If you're like me and you're exploring a sober, curious lifestyle, it's time to check out Curious Elixirs. Curious Elixirs are booze-free craft cocktails infused with adaptogens to help you unwind. So whether you're sober or you're sober curious or you want to extend dry January into dry February, it's time to check out Curious Elixirs, which are on a mission to create the world's most sophisticated cocktails without the alcohol. They are inspired by classics like the Aperol Spritz, the Spicy Margarita, and the Negroni, and every Curious Elixir is handcrafted with organic ingredients and no refined sugar. Their ingredients include adaptogens and plants that benefit your body, helping you relax and de-stress without the hangover. They offer one-time orders as well as a subscribers-only Curious Cocktail Club to ensure your fridge stays stocked. Curious Elixirs can be found online and you can have it directly shipped to your door at CuriousElixirs.com. My favorite right now is the number three. It tastes like a cucumber Collins and I pour it over some ice, garnish it with an orange. It is absolutely delicious and you should definitely check it out. Again, head to curiouselixirs.com or head to the link in my show notes and try it for yourself.